Hey everyone, just before we start, you can consider this episode as being full of spoilers for the Resident Evil 2 remake, and it's obviously full of descriptions of things that happen in the game, and it's also full of swears, so if you don't like any of those three things, please just move straight on. This is Spoilertastic for Resident Evil 2 remake, full of horrendous descriptions of what happens in the game, and chock full of swears. So yeah, you've been warned. Welcome to the Waffling Taylors Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kaprogman, and with me, as always, except for the time when he wasn't here, it is Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Okay. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. That's better. I got it right this time. <laughs> right then. Um, just wanted to say that this is an irregular episode because I'm an irregular guy, and we are putting out this episode um, because Squidgy has been playing Resident Evil 2, the remake. So we are recording this on January 26th at 9pm GMT and, and uh, if you're following us on Twitter, which you totally should, at Waffling Taylors, you'll have seen that Squidgy tweeted earlier on today that he has completed um, Claire Scenario A and that he's unlocked Claire, uh, unlocked sorry Leon Scenario B and what I thought we'd do is, now that he's gotten at least a quarter of the way through the game, um, that we could talk about his impressions so far for the remake of what is clearly one of his favourite games ever. Um, I'll say going into this, before I let him speak, that um, I have not played this yet, hmm. and this may end up being a spoilerific uh, conversation because there'll be parts of the remake that went in the original. If you haven't played the original Resident Evil 2, please go do that in the next couple of minutes. Don't worry, I'll put the spoiler break music in so you can go and do it in five seconds or less. And if you haven't played the Resident Evil 2, at least Claire Scenario A already, go do that. So I'll just put the spoiler break music here now. Brilliant. Now that you've had four seconds to go and play both of those games, um, we'll start our conversation on Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil 2. So, Squidgy, have you got what are your initial impressions of the remake for Resident Evil 2? Well, I can say with certain certainty you can't actually play and complete the game in four seconds. Uh, well, yeah, that's you know. true. So maybe sort of pausing the podcast, going to play it and then coming back might be in order instead of just trying to complete in four seconds. I can't get through the intro movie in four seconds. Well, all right. Yeah, that makes more sense, you know. But because of the time cast pod, pod machine wibbly wobbliness, they can totally <laughs> do that. <laughs> I yeah, do I remember seem that. to remember. I'm going to have to ask B to see if I see if he can dig out the URL for us. Might not be able to do it for when we release this episode, which is planning to go out in about seven or eight hours. Because um, I'm not going to do very much editing on this one. We were li- literally just going to push it out, um, as it were. Um, but I'm going to have to see if I can f- ask the B to see if he can have a look on his website, WTF if it still exists it does. for um, when you wrote about Resident Evil 2 back in the day, Scridge. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that was no good. 
That was no <laughs> good. It go. wasn't Resident Evil 2, it was Resident Evil, and my God, it was awful. So, no. Hey, look, okay, fair enough. Well, we left enough clues there. People can go and look up, look it up if they want. Well, actually, um, no, it was, it's, it's the wrong website, and it's under the wrong name. So I'm still clear. I'm good. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey. Okay, so, right. So what are your initial impressions, then, Squidge, of the Resident Evil 2 remake? Um, I've never played a game that simultaneously rewards exploration, but also um, being quick, as in trying to solve stuff quick. Mm-hmm. On top of, I've never been so tense, freaked out, and panicked at the same time as well. Um, I'll get into that uh, a little bit later, but it's... I'll use a G-line here. Upon initial tasting, um, considering (laughs) I got the um, deluxe edition, so I got the extra weapons, the extra costumes, Mm -hmm. and the um, original um, soundtrack, which you can flip to. Oh, wow. Right, in the main menu. So let let me just set the scene, okay? Friday night, or Friday, it's about 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock a.m., p.m.? P.m., 11 o'clock in the p.m., I'd gone to bed for a couple of hours on Friday because I had the day off. And I thought, I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it at midnight. I'm going to play it all day Saturday, and I'm not going to stop till I complete it. So at this point, at 11 o'clock on Friday night, I'd already been up for 35 hours. Right. Because that's what a cold does to you. You can barely sleep, and you're sneezing and all the rest of it. So yes, yes. I'd been up for 35 hours. I was like jump. I was vibrating and jittering and not being able to sit still in my chair because I'm that hyped for it. The game drops. At two minutes past midnight, I decide to load up the game because I figure I'll give it, because I, I downloaded it digitally, and I figure I'll give it a few minutes and I'll be able to jump into it. So I jump into it. In my sleepy, euphoric days of being an absolute moron, <laughs> I decide, how hard can this game be? I'm a Resident Evil veteran, so to speak. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Squidgy's a moron. Um <laughs> So what I decide to do is first time out, I decide with the lights off and headphones on with 3D Sam going on, you know what? I'll play this game on hardcore mode and save time in the long run. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Squidge? Squidgy is a moron. Squidgy didn't remember that he's played Resident Evil 7 on Madhouse. Right. So that didn't come into my mind. So I already knew there was a small voice in the back of my mind said, that's not a good idea. And that was that was overruled by the voices in the front end of my brain behind my eyes going, do it, do it. And it's usually that voice I listen to. That's why I get in so much trouble. <laughs> so I will say, considering I was on hardcore mode, not using any of the DLC because it didn't load up quick enough, which led me to delete it and re-download it for the game to pick it up. I was on the game with original equipment, no DLC weaponry, and I played as Claire, who's got five shots and a revolver, and you shoot kind of slow, it takes you ages to reload because you've got to put each bullet in individually, and I can honestly say I got about, I'd say about 40% of the way through the game before I had to stop, and that was, that took me about four hours, because I was exploring everywhere, I was trying to dodge stuff, and... Where I stopped was, if anyone has played Resident Evil 2 Remake, is when Mr. X shows up with his stupid little fucking trilby hat. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, in the in the words of Eddie Hitler from the BBC sitcom Bottom, stupid little fucking hat. Right. And what I didn't realise was, with the game being so awesome and being so atmospheric and having a really good sound score, note for people at home that this part's the important part, I didn't realise that Mr. X is very, very adamant that he wants to give you a special hug that involves squeezing you so hard your eyeballs pop out your ears. Okay. Now, what happens is you can hear him thudding around the police department. And when you hear him thudding around the police department, you hear heavy footsteps. And the thing is, he can track you. Okay. And he does this by listening out for gunshots and heavy footsteps so you can't really run. It's scripted, especially in hardcore mode, that every few minutes he finds you. Okay? And in the Resident Evil 2 remake, obviously there was a spoiler warning, the main hall is a safe room. Mm -hmm. So you've got an item chest, a typewriter, um, that's where Marvin is, and that's where the the main hub of the, 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 the RPD building is, so you can go to different areas. Now... What freaked me out initially was I thought, I'll go into the save room, I'll check my herb situation, I'll maybe save it. I went into the main hall save room and he kept coming. So I panicked, obviously, because I was on hardcore mode, because as I said before, squidgy hashtag is a moron. So I panicked and started to run. Now, what happens on hardcore mode especially is what the game decides to do is it decides to copy and paste liquors wherever you go. And obviously, if you're running in a blind panic at four o'clock in the morning with all the lights off and people who are in the same house as you trying to sleep and you're trying to scream while whispering, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, getting gradually louder without being loud, which is a skill in itself, you tend to panic and you run. So what you do is you run into rooms where there's liquors and they're activated by sound. So I'm running away from Mr. X, who wants to give me that special hug, remember, and I'm dodging inadvertently between lickers who also want to give me this special hug but they want to high five me in the face with their claws and I'm trying to run away from them I'm inadvertently dodging them while Mr. X the douchebag is trying to chase me and it seems like I couldn't get anywhere now I've been up about two days straight at this point I paused the game the sound stopped that's that's what I was after so the sound stopped I paused the game and I sat there, I put the pad on the floor to the point at which my heart wanted to beat up my throat out of my nostrils and smack me in the face. Um, Making me anxious is an understatement. My heart was pounding. I decided to just leave the pad where it was, turn the console off and go to bed. Because what I didn't take into account in my sleepy days and hypeness about the game is that I have anxiety issues and... When you've been up for nearly two days and you've got this massive, monstrous, green, bald fuck nut chasing you, and he is not relenting in any way, shape, or form, it's just it, there's, there's a point where you go, I, I tried to play this on the hardest difficulty and I can't shake this guy off. And I'm supposed to do puzzles while running away from this guy who won't leave me alone. I think I'll leave it there. It took me a full hour for my heart to stop pounding. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I went to bed, laid in bed, heart was pounding. I watched quite a lot of palate cleansers, which usually it's either small animals falling over 
or you know just random pranks that kind of thing just just try to calm myself down i eventually calmed down i went to sleep and i had a full relaxing refreshing two hour sleep and i decided to get up and reap my revenge friday no, the thursday night i was waiting for it sorry because it was a friday release so friday yesterday i decided to reap my re- revenge so what i did was i went in town i got a fresh battery pack for my um x-bone packs my old one died so i was using a wired pad which isn't really good to be honest so i got my fresh pad i slapped it into my elite control i put my headphones in i then turned it down to assisted which is easy mode and i decided to go back on it and kick his teeth in and i did i kicked his teeth in i found out there's quite an easy way to get acid rounds for a grenade launcher for claire so every time he showed his bald green twatty face i proceeded to to shoot said uh, acid grenade round in the bald twatty face that was in front of me now unfortunately mr x can't be killed especially not that part of the game so all it could do is stun him so i proceeded to shoot him in the face run by him and then it struck me if he's reacting to sound what happens if while he's stunned i run a couple of doors away from him a couple of rooms away from him and walk and you know what it worked it's a sound plan it makes perfect sense or a lack of sound plan <laughs> what what i also realized was um in safe rooms where there was actually where it actually was a safe room mm-hmm. he will not badge in because in my four o'clock in the morning stupor of being heavily st- sleep deprived i thought i can't go in a safe room he's gonna get me hit me and give me that special hug there's nowhere i can do it i must have done something wrong i can't do anything i've got lickers wanting to high five me in the face i've got him wanting to do the special hug and eat my eyeballs or use them as Doritos, whatever they do. Um, so I decided, you know, there's no way I can complete this. I go down a couple of difficulties to get used to the story. I think semi-clear mm-hmm. with various snacks and um, unaffiliated fluids around me to drink. To drink, of course. <laughs> and it's amazing what you can do when you're not panicked or sleep-deprived. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense, does that? I mean, usually... Some of my best work is when I'm not sleep deprived, but that's just me. That's absolute lies. Yeah, that's true. So how about then we rewind a bit, right? So you said that you've got it on release date. What I'd like to know, right, is, or rather what I'd like to discuss is the fact that, and you did a really good job of this, um, you avoided all news and knowledge other than like the odd image of the two characters going into this you had no idea of the st- you didn't even see and i'll put a link in the show notes if i ever if i bother to write show notes <laughs> you didn't even see the the e3 teaser trailer i didn't see no teaser trailer i didn't play the one shot demo i knew nothing about mr x i didn't even know what the characters looked like until some until a friend of mine said oh have you seen the new picture and he, he showed me and it was a picture someone mocked up of the old characters 20 years ago compared to the new one, so I had a brief flash of what the new characters look like. And I also found out that there's some free DLC coming in March, mm-hmm. and it's um, instead of a nice 3D, very, very nice, strokeable-looking character models, right? you get very blocky, polygonal versions of the original characters from Resident Evil 2 from 20 years ago. That's amazing. And that's going to be released for free in a month and a bit's time. So I found that out by accident because... I was scrolling through you know, Twitter 
and it was one of the things that started playing automatically while the rest of the feed loaded so i saw it so that was the only thing i knew so it was nothing about the game but i i purposely avoided all and any spoilers and that was kind of harsh and i had to step up my game in october last year i think it was october i had to start doing it and the thing is I couldn't look at a lot of things on the internet, and me and the internet, while Resident Evil 2 Remake was in the hype stage of it's going to be released soon, me and the internet fell out. <laughs> it wasn't speaking to me. I wasn't looking at it. I was paying it no attention, so it decided to pack up its bags and uninstall its own app off my phone. So I, I wasn't allowed to look at the internet apart from, you know, <laughs> random palate cleansers and, you know, certain podcasts and stuff, so... We fully fell out, and then when I started playing the game, we made up to the point where there was three points in the game where I didn't need, like, I didn't need answers to puzzles. I needed pointing in the right direction. There was three specific parts that I found really troubling, and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't look for the the answers to the the puzzles. I looked for people who were asking how to go about it. So I was looking for people asking for help instead of the the answers. Yeah, I was looking for people who said, I tried doing this, or maybe it's this, or maybe it's that, I ain't had a chance yet. So I was looking for ideas on how to solve puzzles instead of the actual puzzle answers. And most of that was in the game. A lot of the game, if you're trying to run it fast, just don't first time, enjoy the atmosphere. But the the game revolves around six Ps, Mm -hmm. and it's prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Yes. Okay. So in the game, there are old school safe locks with the dials turn left and right that you can open if you find the combinations. There are also uh, locks with um, scrolls where you've got, the, got to get the letters. Mm-hmm. So you can open up the padlock and get like weapon upgrades or an upgrade to your inventory because you, know, you can upgrade how much inventory you can have. And that revolves around finding combinations to locks later on so you've got to backtrack. And one of them is you go into the squad room and it's Leon's desk. It's where Leon's desk's going to be. And there's two padlocks at the side of the desk. And Leon's first assignment is to open the locks. And opening the locks, each letter on the lock, because there's three letters in each lock, is the the letter from the first name of the six people he's going to be working with. So, so you have to scope out. So you've got Marvin. We all know Marvin. And then you meet Elliot early on. Poor Elliot. And then there's four other people, and that evo- that revolves around because the 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 office is in a mess. So you got to look on the floor, look on the walls, read the files you find, and try and write them all down. By the time I completed the game, well, especially the first half, I had a massive A4 bit of paper of stuff I wrote down mm-hmm. just to remember it of possible solutions, and I, I put rings around and stuff, and then tore bits off, and then all that kind of stuff. So I had a massive thing helping me. And it turns out that if you open these locked things, which are not just on his desk, they're on random lockers all through the RPD. And the sewage treatment plan, and there's a few others as well, as well as the safe combinations, you get upgrades to your carrying limit. You get upgrades to weaponry that you have. You get ammunition, which at certain points is very scarce. And you get things like secret camera rolls as well, which help you find hidden stuff. Mm. So if, you, if you're willing to backtrack, and I'm talking like from almost the labs near the end of the game all the way back to the RPD, you can find some very juicy stuff. But I was single-minded. I needed to complete this game. Uh, so I didn't, but there are other playthroughs. I see. So you'll be um, at some point maybe next weekend. Not next oh, no, weekend. Not, no. not next weekend. 
But another weekend you'll be playing through and like getting all the way to the end and coming all the way back and achievement hunting. Yeah. Okay. So before we continue, then what I want to say is obviously I've not played it. I like the, what you said earlier on about you can use the original soundtrack for the original uh, Resident Evil 2. That's pretty cool. But what I want to say is, like I say, I've not played it and I'm going to have to wait until next weekend. To, I'm going to have to wait until, yeah, a week after we release this to play this to get any kind of idea of what it's like, right? So I'm going into this with having seen footage, but not a lot of it, and having seen images and stuff. So I'll have known a little bit more than you did when you first went in, right? But give me a, an idea of what it's like to start the game, right? Is it is it literally like... So you've played through scenario A for Claire, right? Yes. Is it literally scenario A for Claire, set still in 1995, 1997, during that time, and... It's still the same story, but with new bits added and puzzles changed and stuff rearranged and, and all that kind of stuff. Or is it just the basic beats of the story? Everything's been hosed and we've started again. It's a fully fleshed out remake, but it's still set in 1998, September 1998. Okay. So it's still set back in the day to a point where, um, I mean, you start off, you're not even in the RPD building and you're not even on the street. You start off and you rock up to a, a gas station. Claire gets off a bike and she phones her college flatmate from a payphone, telling her that she's almost at the city. I'll be back soon. I'm just going to find Chris and then I'll come all the way home. Mm. When you play as Leon, because I've obviously started Leon as well, he rocks up in his in his uh, Jeep in civilian clothes to a gas station. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool about it is you go to the gas station and um, there's no one around. The lights seem to be off, so you wander in very curious. You pick up a light from the floor. And then you hear scuffling. Just real quick, is this gameplay or is this, this is gameplay. FMV it's, or something? It, the, the, the main game is interspersed between um, on-the-fly, sort of like graphical costume change type thing gameplay, and FMVs. It's this, it's the, the, the FMVs is the graphics you get in the game. Right, so it's not, it's not FMVs then. So, uh, so for the younger people who listen to this podcast, back in the 90s, when you, had, uh, when you were playing a game and it cut to a video sequence, the video sequence was pre-rendered and used whatever designs they had for the characters at the time. This is a cut. I guess they use the phrase cutscene. I don't like that that phrase because it doesn't actually tell you what it is. But yeah, the the scene is played out in the game engine, so using the same resources to draw everything on screen. So it's the the game graphics are the same all the way through the game. Yeah. Essentially, there's only from I've only played like Claire A, but there's only one scene where it's pre-rendered and it's like it's the intro mm -hmm. there's a camera that's upside down and it writes its way like to right way around and it's a camera that starts off above the city it says resident evil 2 and it sort of takes you through the streets as they're all being like really messed up and it seamlessly changes between sort of a bit more polished graphics like in a cutscene, to actual gameplay graphics so you see it and then it starts to follow the um the car as it goes into the city but it's really cool because you start off and you go, you go into this uh, petrol station. And obviously I was playing as Claire, so I went in. There was a guy sat near an entrance to the employer's only plant, and he was holding his neck. And Claire was saying, are you okay? Are you all right? And he just held his arm out to point towards the open door. You go through the open door. You go down the corridor. 
and you open a door and there's a state trooper holding back a guy who we didn't we don't know at the moment and claire says are you okay do you need help and he says stay back i've got this next thing you know the guy that he's trying to hold back knocks him to the ground bites into his neck starts ripping into his neck pulling like chunks of viscera up at which point claire who's got a very old um five shot revolver like old school pistol on a, on a hip pouch she gets that out and aims it with the you know like you see american forces who so they've got the gun in one hand and the light in the other underneath aiming forward yep that's how she aims and she looks looks there and as as you're yelling at the zombie saying stop this leave him alone he looks up with the most who the fuck are you oh you're another human you're next look and it's the it's the zombie from the del- deluxe cover you know where you see the mouth oh that's sort of like the big you're the big yeah, smiley almost like a joke that one that looks up but yeah but he's still got the 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 human in his mouth you know the bits of human and what you, what you gotta do is you gotta shoot him till he gets knocked down find a key get out because by the time you get out there's two of the zombies where you came in who was trying to kill you so you've got to dodge by them and as i dodged by them one of them pushed over a rack which nearly got me and i went towards the front door and as i went to the, towards the front door i saw something run by it and i thought oh crap oh crap oh crap i click on the front door i wrench it open who's there but leon claire says wait claire says wait a minute don't and he just says get down she ducks he shoots the zombie, you go outside, and Leon, when you're playing as Claire, is the most chill guy in the world. Nothing bothers him. He just says, are you, are you okay? And she says, yeah. And so then they say, we should get out of here. And then he sort of points forward and says, we should do something about them first. And a lot of zombies are hailing towards you. So you jump in a police car that's there, that's not Leon's car, and you drive off. I saw my friend Ike today, and I started Leon's game. And I was talking to him, and I said, you know what? He turned right towards Raccoon City. If he'd have turned left, it's freedom. And he quite rightly pointed out and said, no, 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 no. You turn right, it's Raccoon City. You turn left, you go down a road to Silent Hill. So you screwed either way. <laughs> so, and that, that's Claire's intro. If you play as Leon, you go through the very same thing where you see that zombie. Leon's very respectful. He's a rookie police officer saying, officer, do you need any help? You know, can I help you anyway? He's saying, please get off the person. He needs, you know, sort of like, get off him. That's going to hurt him. I'm only giving you one warning. You get the key. You go towards the front, right? And you see something run by the door. And I thought, no, it can't be a reverse. This is going to be so hilarious if it's a reverse. You open the door. Claire's in front of you. And from the inside, not the outside, Claire goes, wait a minute. Don't shoot, Amma. And then Leon goes, get down. So you shoot the zombie behind her instead of inside. So it's still the same thing, but from a, from a different point of view. Um, but it's it's apart from one cutscene, and I've seen one of the endings. It's all in-game graphics. It's kind of like um, it's it's like when Resident Evil Four came out on the GameCube. Everything apart from one cutscene at the very beginning was rendered in-game. Real quick, it's important to point out that the difference there between the GameCube version of Resident Evil 4 and the PlayStation 2 version of Resident Evil 4 didn't have that. The GameCube version used the uh, in-game graphics for all of the scenes, whereas the PlayStation 2 version used pre-rendered versions of the cutscenes, essentially because the PS2 didn't have the graphical capability, is how I'll put it politically. The thing for that is the GameCube version of Resident Evil 4, just kind of a quick tangent, as we always do, is you start off with one costume, then Leon loses his jacket, and then you get like a flak jacket. And then if you play the new game, plus it's still got his flak jacket. Once you complete it once, you unlocked Leon in his RPD uniform. 
if you completed it's either assignment aid or professional mode or one of them two you unlocked no it was sorry the ps2 version you unlocked him in a gangster outfit mm-hmm. i think um, one of them anyway and if you played the gamecube version and you chose the special outfit for the resident the rpd uniform he would wear it in all the cutscenes. on the ps2 version you you the cutscenes were for what you would be costume wise if you played the progression first time through, so he'd have his jacket, then he wouldn't have his jacket, then he'd have a flat jacket. So it was pre-rendered, um, whereas the GameCube could render on the fly with whatever costume you were wearing. And unfortunately, up until the... I think it was up until the next-gen re-releases, so we're talking um, Xbone and PS4, all of the ports up until that, I think it's been a while since I played it, they all shared the same PS2 trait, so it was the same cutscenes. Yeah. Which was a real shame. I can understand why it'd be difficult to port it from a GameCube, but they ported the PS2 version, which had an extra mode in it, assignment aid, not assignment aid, separate ways, and it was Ada's story went on the same time as Leon's. So Leon was stuck in the village. I'll get back to the point in a second, but Leon was stuck in the village, and he was fighting for his life. It was your job as Ada to ring the church bell so all the, the, set, all the villagers would leave him alone. But to ring the church bell, you have to go out of your way, go out of bounds, do all sorts of different stuff. So that's, I think that's why they ported the PS2 version, because they had everything, whereas the GameCube didn't. But the, you had the GameCube release of Resident Evil 4, and then the PS2 version was released either five or six months after. It could have been close to a year where they added extra stuff. Anyway, back to the point. So a lot of it was, a lot of the games pre-rendered. I'm very tempted, because I saw a, just one screenshot after I, I played... Friday morning, and then I went to bed for two hours. And then I got up and I saw a screenshot, and someone put playing Resident Evil 2. I can't, for life me, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was playing Resident Evil 2 on PC. If you turn all the graphics down, it looks like a PS1 game. <laughs> By crap, it did. All pixelated, all blocky, all everything. So I'm probably going to get it on Steam as well. Turn all the graphics down and see the game in the PS1 glory because you can't turn the graphics down on a, on a console, but you can on a PC. So I'm really tempted. Okay, so are there any questions you'd like to ask me about it? I know I haven't revealed much, apart from cutscenes and almost having an, an, actually having an anxiety attack. So is there anything you'd like me to tell you? Obviously, it's all on one disc, right? It's yep. not like the old PS2 version. Okay, that's cool. And you played it on, what did you play it on? Xbone. I downloaded it, but it is normally on all on one disc. Okay, you mentioned your wireless X-Bone controller. I want to know whether you used the super-duper X-Bone controller that I had custom-made for you or not. I was tempted to, but I lost the instructions for it, so chances are I could attend on some of the mods on it. And if I did that, I wouldn't know how to turn it off. But I, I have actually got a customized X-Bone controller, which Kaprogman did give me for my birthday, that is heavily Resident Evil-themed. Yeah, it's got like uh, blood splatters up one side and it's got the umbrella logo in a place and it's got uh, shell casings for the... Analog sticks. The analog sticks, that's right, yeah. Okay. Have you? So you've said that you can play it with the original soundtrack. Yes. The original, like Resident Evil 2 it, it original is seamless. 1997. When you go from area to area, it's absolutely seamless. So not only have they built this remake from the ground up, they've obviously gone through and said, how do we allow people to listen to the original soundtrack and took that into account as well when they were designing it and then when the director was saying, yes, you do this and do this. Yeah, it's actually, I put on the original soundtrack when, I mean, I was was playing it earlier on with Ike because he was helping me along with it. 
that's how I got round um, Mr. X causing me so much trouble. Okay. Because the, the sound that you get in the normal soundtrack when Mr. X is going for you, it's very anxiety-inducing. It makes you panic. It's designed to make you stress and panic and run and try and escape. If you put on the original soundtrack, you don't get that. Okay. Which takes a lot of the edge off. I'd, I'm not quite sure if that's considered cheating, but that's what I did, and it made it a lot easier. But it also did things like if zombies burst through windows, you get the um, only way to describe it. You know when you play um, the original Resident Evil Two. You know when you play the B the B files, mm-hmm. and you've got to go get the valve when the helicopter crashes. You know that area where you get the valve, and there's usually either a shotgun or a bowgun there. Yeah. You know, if you try going back the way you came and the door opens and two zombies come in, mm-hmm. you know that music. That kicks in whenever someone bursts through a window. Okay. Or something unexpected happens. So you know it's going down when you hear that music. But we're talking save room music's the same. The main hall, the minute I walked into the main hall, I said to White, can we have a minute to listen to this? And I wasted a minute just listening to the music, that nice little tinkle of piano. Oh, I just sat there and he said, are you going to play it? I said, give me 10 seconds. I've, I've just got to, this is calming. Uh, and then I kept going. But that's how I got around half of the panic that Mr. X puts you through. I put the different soundtrack on. Although I will say, if you either buy the deluxe edition or you buy whatever costume you want, in the game, if you pause it, you can change costumes on the fly. Mm. And because I completed it uh, in Claire's story, when this isn't really a spoiler from the original, but spoiler alert anyway. When Sherry gets infected, Claire takes her jacket off and gives it to Sherry and says, it's lucky. Wear this jacket and you'll be lucky. And then you play as Claire without a jacket on. Mm -hmm. If you complete the game, you unlock the ability to, when you play a new game, to start and play the game with no jacket on. I read there's there's, there's a section for, um, it's called Records. And what it does is it's like mini achievements in the game. Mm -hmm. So, for example, shooting a liquor or a dog in midair, that gets you an achievement. Or um, knocking the tyrant's hat off gets you an achievement, and it's called hats off to you. <laughs> or make, making the tyrant go down to one knee, you know, that kind of thing. And I got both of them in one go because I, I shot said balding, wrinkly twat in the face with a, um acid round. But some of them you get extra, some of them you, like for the main game, if you play like standard mode and complete it and get an S rank, you can unlock like a weapon to use. And if you get like S ranks, like A ranks, if you get S ranks, you tend to get said weapons with infinite ammo. You can unlock fourth survivor mode. Again, I already said spoilers. Um, but one of the things you can do is I read it wrong. I thought you had to complete both scenarios on hardcore mode get to get an S rank to get original costumes. Mm-hmm. So the pink hot pants and the really vibrant RPD uniform. I read that wrong. I completed it once. I unlocked the original costumes. Fantastic. I haven't played as them yet because I'm kind of partial to see Claire without that red jacket on because she looks ready to rumble. You know, but um, <laughs> also a quick aside um, for people who have played it and are listening. Just a quick question for you. This is a bit meta, a bit of a rhetorical question, but is it just me or does the new Claire Redfield after the, the initial you see her and you start playing her. When you start seeing her in cutscenes, especially involving Sherry, is it just me or does she look like Amelia Clark? She does. Okay, so one of the things I really wanted to cover before we do anything else, right, is the fact that from the video footage I've seen, the at least the RPD building is entirely without a loading screen. Like, So in the original Resident Evil games, the first maybe 
the first three at the very least, and Code Veronica, um, whenever you went into or out of a room, you got a door animation, and that was literally because they needed to load the next room, and it was a it was a design decision that was set about by a physical limitation of the memory on the original PlayStation hardware that they kind of kept and left as a trope. So as you went into a room, um, you would get a door animation, and it would the door animation was timed such that it, it would only finish when the hardware had finished loading the content for the next room, and from what I've seen. They've done away with that in the in the remake. So you're essentially, let's say you're in the RPD building. The entire RPD building is there for you to walk through and there's no loading screens. Is that right? From what I can tell, it loads, because there's obviously a sense of progression through the game, it loads the, the parts of the RPD building you haven't got to yet. There's like a cutscene. And from what I can tell, if there's any loading going on, it's in the cutscenes. But you can skip the cutscene so the loading is ballistically fast to the new areas of the, the RPD building. But I can say with quite, f- for some honest certainty, you can go from the parking garage where you leave the RPD building. So in the main game, you leave the RPD building and you go on the streets and you leave to go other places, right? You can go from the parking garage all the way up to the like the ground floor and you can explore the entire RPD building. There is no door animations. You can run and bash open doors, and there is no loading screens whatsoever. And I'm not just talking the RPD building. There are there are secrets in the game that you can only get by when you get towards like the sewers and just before you get to the labs. There is a way to backtrack all the way to the RPD building to get some secrets. And all the way from the sewers to the RPD building is seamless. So first of all, that is an amazing achievement. I mean, there's there have been games that did that before. Um, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver um, was the the first one that I know about that was fully 3D with no loading screens. Um, so it's not new technology, and it is it's easy to well, it's not easy. It's relatively easy to implement, but on such a massive scale, not so easy. So that's a huge achievement. But mm. you said that you can run around bashing down doors. So let's say I run into a room with lots of zombies in it, and then I decide, ah, I'm really scared. On my way out of the room, I haven't killed anything. I'm going to turn around and bash the door down and carry on running. Can they leave that room? The door closes. However, if there's if they still know where you are, they start banging on the door. Okay. After a set amount of time, the door breaks open, as in flies open, and they come hurtling towards you. The only exception to this that I've found, and this is, like, thankfully, is liquors can't go through doors, and I am so glad they can't. Oh, my word. We're talking um, the end of the Thriller music video moment where they're bashing through the door and smashing up through the floors, and they are literally coming to get you, Barbara. They, um, they don't, the door doesn't, like, smash into pieces, but they, they burst open and they come flying through if you annoy enough of them and they can still see where you are, they will bash through, they will continually go for you. And there is they, they have implemented something from the first Resident Evil remake, which is Save My Bacon God knows how many times, you get self-defense weapons. However, the self-defense weapons take up a slot in your inventory, and the knife especially is a good one, because the knife's got a health bar. The more times you use it as a self-defense weapon, the more of its health goes down. And if you want it back after using it, you have to kill the creature in question and then pick it up from the corpse. Ooh. And I would say if anyone is deciding 
after listening to this to play it for the first time. There are a number of self-defense weapons, up to and including a knife, a flashbang, and a hand grenade. Always keep one of these on you. And also, pro tip, if you use either a flashbang or a hand grenade, you don't have to shoot it. It will go off by itself eventually. I shot it and I took health down doing that. Oh, speaking of health, another tangent. If you get attacked to a point where your health is going to go from fine to caution, it shows up visibly in the bottom left hand of the screen. So it actually shows up. You, you can go into your inventory anyway, but it shows up. It, it goes like from fine to caution, then caution to danger. So it actually shows you on screen. Okay. So, so does the, do the characters still react in the same way? So like in the original game, you get bitten a few times and your character sort of wobbles a bit as they walk. Is there still that there or like have they replaced that with the... No, the, the, it's not like the original Resident Evil where you're always stood upright and you had to go into your inventory to see what danger level you're on or health level you're on. They react. So if, you, if you're on caution, you tend to stumble a bit. If you're on danger, you sort of got half speed, but you're not dragging your foot. They've put it more realistically. The run speed is not running, it's jogging. So sometimes it takes longer to go somewhere so in the labs especially it's a massive expansive lab and if you're going from one end to the other to try and figure out what to do it can seem like they're not traveling fast enough Mm -hmm. but if you are injured you your character sees it if you continually run which is you click in the left stick you you can either have it and toggle or you hold it after a while you hear them start to get out of breath they, they can infinitely jog, but you hear them getting out of breath. And if you're annoyed on a puzzle and you're trying to find it out, it does get on your nerves. You just hear them go, uh, uh, every so often. And when they're injured, they make more sounds, obviously. And that really does royally get on your tits after a while. But if you're determined to like not die and solve puzzles, you'll just get used to it. But you can actually, you can just walk instead. Okay. So let's say you have completed i you have finished one quarter of the game right in the 25 percent of the story at the least one of the four scenarios you finished it right yeah are there any references to the like the original game like do you have obviously it's a remake so how do you save do you still go to typewriters you go to typewriters but unless you're playing on hardcore mode you don't need ink ribbons okay that's cool which led to if you see the screenshot i put up on twitter which led to me saving 40 times hey look it's your first time through i'm sure that on the original original on the og resident evil 2 you probably saved that many times first time you played through it anyway 16 well all right mr show off <laughs> i have <laughs> memories and stuff so are there references to the original like things that appear in the original that may not be in the, the in the remake that you know about that are maybe hinted at there are there are little nods to the original so if you go into the let's see in the original game where you go into a squad room where you have to get you know the jewel from the painting mm-hmm. some of the missing persons flyers and bits and bobs on the wall are like polished up readable bits from the original okay Ike pointed a really cool one out. The the save room where there's a dark room, if you, you go in and there's no light on, so in the dark room you could like process pictures. If you turn the light on, the dark room you can't see anything. If you turn the light off, there's a safe picture, obviously for the film. If you look into the, the sink where they used to process the pictures and the light's off so you've got like a, a safe light on, if you look down, you can see the original full, you know, the squad picture of alpha team oh, and wow. you can see that and i might add it is a secret i'm not going to say how but you can still get the picture of rebecca in her green athletics outfit they've redone it so it looks more seamless instead of just someone's head pasted on 
old Photoshop style. So you can actually still see that. There are a few other nods. I haven't found them myself. I've been told that they're in there, but I'd rather find them myself. First time I was playing, I was concentrating on, you know, not having Mr. X give me that eye-popping hug or getting high five through the face. So I was kind of panicking and trying not to die, obviously. But there are things like the original Star's Office. When you go, mm-hmm. the first desk that you see right in front of you when you walk in remembering this game's over the shoulder kids when you walk in the first thing you see the minute you walk in the room you see a guitar and a brown jacket with made in heaven on it that's the first thing you see <laughs> believe me that when when you would especially when i was playing hardcore mode when i got into that room i had to pause because i thought i'm safe no one can get in here <laughs> They wouldn't let anyone in here. The music changed. It's more jolly. It's brightly lit. No one's getting in here. I'll just stay in here for three hours. I don't mind. I'll look at everything. <laughs> I'll take sketches. I'll take pictures. I'll do a podcast. Sorry, you know. I'll stay in here. I am not going out there again. It's safe in here. But then in the stars office, there's a PC and a monitor. And in the stars office, there's an armory. And you've got to use a dongle plugging a dongle to the PC to unlock the armory to get an extra weapon. Now, with Claire, the extra weapon is an Uzi, which you can you use gunpowders and you can create different types of ammunition. So two gunpowder A, essentially, or small gunpowders, you get pistol ammo. If you use one gunpowder and a higher-grade gunpowder, you get acid rounds. If you use two high-grade gunpowders, you get Uzi am- ammunition. Now, what I didn't know was how to get into the armory. So I went through the game without a fourth weapon. What I didn't know was when you're in the labs, you trip over Uzi ammunition left, right, and center. Yeah. And I was running out of pistol ammo, something chronic, and I just because I was panicking, I didn't want to use the 25 acid rounds I had, considering that most of the enemies in a certain section of the labs are plant-based, and acid doesn't work on them. Okay. So, And I didn't want to use the spark shot I had either. I see. I had the spark shot at that point, and I didn't want to use it. It was a mixture of throwing random grenades I had and trying to force my way through or trying to avoid them. But what I will say is the Resident Evil 2 Remix version of the Poison Lilies, which are the plants with the vine whips, mm-hmm. are normal zombies or seem to be normal humanoid shapes. But if you get too close and you don't have a sub-weapon, the head opens up with teeth and it decapitates you. Oh, one hit kill. Yeah, so I got to a point where I had no sub-weapons. And I had to continue six times because I was trying to dodge these guys and they had abnormally large hitboxes to grab you. So I was dodging through. I had no flame rounds, no nothing. I was essentially dodging my way through because it's like a a botanical garden and you've got to get herbicide to kill everything in it Mm -hmm. to get the next uh, plot point. And you have to dodge, you have to go into it to get to a different part of the, uh, the facility. And there's only ever two there. But sometimes they're right outside the door or they've blocked both ends of the path and they refuse to move. So you've got to draw them out or try and draw them out or run around them without getting grabbed. And the save point that I used for there was like nine rooms away. So whenever I loaded it, it'd load up from that room and I had to make a trek all the way down, <laughs> which I was, you know, the first time you go through it's atmospheric, the nine times you go through, you're in speedrun mode where nothing bothers you. So I was getting to there <laughs> and then I was going, right, I haven't done this part. Let's calm down and have a look around. You know, so it was like beast in it and then stop. Right. What's it? What's this? What's this? <laughs> but unfortunately, by that point of the game, I had no flame rounds left. And the best thing to use in the labs as Claire is flame rounds. So I was up against it, <laughs> but I managed, I managed to muddle through 
Most of my inventory, by the time I got to the labs, was health. I hoarded health wherever I found it. I mixed it, hoarded it, put it in the box. I had... Is that a squidgy top tip? Hoard as much health as possible. Also, a top tip, once you first start and you go into like the first area, there is, unlike the original Resident Evil game, there are bathrooms in the RPD building. Okay. Because there wasn't in the original. And if you go in the bathroom, the middle stall, there is a fade spray. First aid spray, I saw it as F aid spray, so it's fade spray. There is a free mm-hmm. fade spray in the middle stall in the bathroom before anything kicks off. Okay. So get that, and it's a free health no matter what difficulty you're on. What I would like to do with these is mm. as you make your way further into the game, I'd love to do at least another, at least one other check-in to see how you're doing with the Leon story. Right? <laughs> so what we'll do is how about... We, we end with um, your opinion of Resident Evil 2 Remake now, right? And then, then we can compare it at the end of the next one. And then if we do three, we can compare it at the end of that one. So opinion on Resident Evil 2 Remake, positive or negative? Positive so far in a horrifying kind of way. Okay. So if you had to come up with a rating system off of the top of your head, out of, so let's say it's out of 10, and you are going to rate it on whatever your rating system is. There are some podcasts I listen to that rate a specific series of books and they rate them in ooks out of five. That should give you an idea of what it is. What would you rate it out of? Like what would be your rating system and what would be the rating so far? My rating system for Claire's story so far is 9.5 green baldy explosion twat headshots out of 10. <laughs> I like that. That's a very concise, um, very, very specific rating system. Mr. X appears for both Leon and Claire. Yes. I only seem to remember him appearing for Claire in the original. Um, He appeared for both characters, but it was the B game. Right, I see. So you fought Birkin more and you fought Mr. X more as well. And he just turned up in random places. You took his health down by a lot then he would hit the ground, he would leave you some ammunition, and then you'd walk on. But he'd always turn up in the most inconvenient places, like corridors, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and turned up at all. Okay, so what I'd like to ask you then is, hopefully you haven't looked this up, and if you have, then, oh well, uh, that, that destroys this whole part of the episode. Based on the idea that Mr. X appears in the B scenarios for each character in the OG version, what do you think will happen in the B scenario for Claire when you get it? Will Mr. X still be there or will it be some other creature that's coming after you? If you haven't looked it up and you haven't heard about it, so I don't know. But so I would love to know what you think so that then when you get to Claire B or Leon B, we can discuss what you thought it was and what it actually was. That's my reason for asking. My thoughts and my predictions is the B game is going to be a lot more Mr. X orientated Mm -hmm. because it was in the original Resident Evil. So in Resident Evil, the original, in the B scenario, Mr. X showed up on top of all the other horrors you had to fight. Pixelated, blocky, easily dodgeable horrors. Um, But in this new one, I imagine that because you get so far through the game and then you don't have to bother with Mr. X no more. Mm-hmm. And I will say in Claire A, if anyone gets to, because you leave the RPD building, you go to an orphanage. And in the orphanage, you play Sherry. And Chief Irons, even the first time you see him, uh, when I got to see Chief Irons, 
um, when I played the game on Friday properly, the minute I saw him and I saw his character and now he was talking, I was yelling at the screen. I was in the room by myself. I was yelling at the screen, Stranger Danger. <laughs> in the original game, if you know about Chief Iron's past, when he was in university, he got arrested and charged on rape charges. Yes. he ha- There was four rape allegations against him. And in this game, you can completely see why sh- you don't want Sherry to go with him because he's he's a bad man. Once you get past the orphanage and Mr. X tries to get to you, um, in both scenarios, he gets killed, obviously. In both A scenarios, I know this. But in Claire's A scenario, he gets killed in a very satisfying way. I can tell you if you like. No, I... I don't want to know until I've had a chance to play the game. Okay, but when his demise happens, it's so satisfying. I I was up on my feet screaming to a point where I gave myself a coughing fit. Um, but I was very, very pleased when that trilby-wearing, bold, high-fiving-in-the-face, green twat finally died. <laughs> okay. It couldn't be satisfying enough. I see. And I haven't got to, I haven't got to that point in Leon Air yet, but I know it's coming. And I just hope that the crocodile gets him, but I know it won't. <laughs> That'd be very satisfying. So then for the end of this episode that we're recording right now, mm. what is your prediction for um the rest of Leon A that you haven't seen yet that you think might happen? If you have a prediction, that is. I considering the, the trouble I had in Claire A, my prediction is going to last until Mr. X's demise. Okay. Which I know revolves around a segment with Ada, which I haven't played yet. So my prediction for the rest of Leon A is it goes as far as Mr. X, and the minute I take down Mr. X, I should be okay for the rest of it. So my prediction is hardship and sweaty palms until that balding green trilbulous twat finally bites the bullet. And it's going to be a bullet that comes from me aimed at his face. And if the bullet doesn't work, I don't know. I'll just dry hump him to death, probably. Something like that. It hasn't been tried. I've tried offering him food. It didn't work. You know, so I'll try something completely unorthodox. I'll dry hump him until he stops breathing. It's worth it. It's a plan B. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm prepared. Right. Okay. So we'll call that plan B then. Okay. Dry hump him to death. Yeah. Don't work in real life. Don't try it in real life. So what would be really cool is if we can catch up with you another time, maybe as soon as you finish Leon A, and get your thoughts on that, because I think this would be a really cool mini-series. Hopefully we can do it for all four of the scenarios, and maybe even Fourth Survivor if you get a chance to do it. What do you think about that, Squidge? Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I should be finished tonight, so if you wanted to catch up tomorrow... Yeah, we could maybe try and do that, and I could maybe try and see if we can get an episode out tomorrow. That would be cool. And then we can't do it again next weekend, or maybe we can, Um, because for those who are listening on the day of release, we'll be in Leeds at the Leeds Retro Game Festival. So that should be cool. If you are there and you spot me, uh, maybe not Squidge, but if you spot me, come and say hello. Um, That would be pretty cool. I'd like to hear from people who listen to the podcast. I might even see if I can catch some of the people that we know on Twitter that we're communicating with and see if we can get some words from them as well. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. In in the words of uh, Joe, try just just come come to a program and try and kick him in the shins. I'm faster on my feet than I look. I might fall on you. (laughs) You've been warned. (laughs) (laughs) On that happy note, I think what we'll do is we'll leave it at this and then we'll come back to you when we've, uh, when you've finished Leon A, and maybe do some B stories as well when you get a chance. Yeah? Yep. 
Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, okay then. Well, we'll catch you again soon, listeners. So this is Caprogman signing off from the Waffle and Tellers podcast. Say hello, Squidgy. Say goodbye, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Um, hello, Squidgy. Indeed. We'll catch you again another time. Bye-bye, folks. Bye. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spider Break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details. Hello everyone and welcome to... That's the wrong intro. Let's try that again. <laughs> Got ya.